0: WWE Universe.
1: Well, you you already know how much they support you. They show you every single night. They have supported you since day 1 through history, through all of it. Every moment, every first from the first Iron Man match to the first Money in the Bank ladder match to the first Hell in the Cell Royal Rumble Elimination Chamber. They have supported you through all of it. We have stood in awe watching you, some of us,
0: some of us with a tear in our eye, as you have stolen the show again and again.
2: You demanded more opportunities for the women in WWE and you started a hashtag called Give Divas a Chance that trended worldwide for three days, igniting a revolution across our industry and opening doors for women that some of them had only dreamed of. Because of all of you, 30 second matches became main events and because of all of you, Divas became the superstars they were born to be. Because of all of you, we are able to stand here and make another first ever announcement. On October 28th, over 50 women, then, now, and forever, will participate in an event called Evolution. And that event, I am privileged to announce, will be the first ever all women's pay-per-view.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It's called Top Marks. (laughs) It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses, Josh Custodio. Justin, I would
3: like to welcome both you and the listeners to a very educational episode. Of Top Mark. Oh, yeah? Well, you and I, you know this. They don't, but I think you do. We just learned what a Chicago-style hot dog is and what's on
0: it. Well, I mean, we looked at photos of them. I didn't really look up a definition.
3: Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about the one we saw the photo of. And then now, for those of you who this is your first time listening, indeed, this is a wrestling podcast where every week, Justin, you and I talk about the three...
0: Biggest, biggest. topics
3: in the world of wrestling. I don't
0: know why it's the biggest and not one, two, three. <laughs> <when> <laughs> no, that, you did the clap a lot.
3: absolutely fine, Justin. We're off it's to the so races. So hot. That's why it is scorching. My out brain
0: here. is <laughs> overheating. Is that
3: that Bud Light so, Apple helping the situation?
0: Yeah. You know what? I will say I found this in the fridge. Yep. Uh, and I was a little bit uh, skeptical. I was yep. going to just drink a Budweiser. Sure. And then I saw this, and I was like, "Is this a cider? Turns out, no, it's just a light beer with natural apple flavors. I'm
3: going to be 100% honest. If I had seen that, a Bud Light apple next to just a normal Budweiser in a fridge, I think I would have to try that apple beer. That's what I was thinking. Even though I don't have any sort of great appeal for it. But, Justin, I don't want to get too
0: far off it's track It's good, here. though. Yeah, it's like it, a cider that doesn't have a sweet finish. I think I, I can't even say it's good. It's so weird drinking this Bud Light apple. Yeah. But, Justin, we, apple we, beer. we
3: can't get too far off track on this wrestling show. And by that, I mean, we need to talk about hot dogs. Exactly. This is very interesting. Too much with hot, dog. too much
0: beer content here. Not enough hot dog content. <laughs> People are here
3: for hot dogs, Justin. <laughs> uh, can you can you walk us through what is on this Chicago hot dog that we were looking?
0: It at? is a pic- It is multiple pickles. It's jam packed with pickles. It's got tomato slices. Yep. It's got a weird like kind of uh, toxic green looking relish on it. Very
3: chunky relish. It looks it's like. It's
0: got a lot of uh, uh, onions as well. And uh, and some mustard, and it's all on a. Sp- A poppy seed bun as well.
3: The bun holds the most appeal for me here in this hot dog, if I'm being honest. This is... I I don't know. I I think the relish and the dill pickle cut in half, it's a little bit too much pickle for me.
0: Wikipedia defines a Chicago-style hot dog as an all-beef frankfurter on a poppy seed bun with uh, yellow mustard, chopped white onions, bright green sweet pickle relish, Mm. a dill pickle spear, tomato slices or wedges, Pickled sport peppers and a dash of celery salt. Interesting, like Caesar. There was celery salt in there and uh, a little, uh, like... um You know, uh, one of those chilies. Oh yes, uh, yeah, pepperino. Yeah, pepperino as well.
3: Can you try one or multiple of these in Chicago when you're there for All In, and come back with a report on this hot dog? Absolutely. I might even record
0: a report while I'm there.
3: (laughs) I will absolutely support that.
0: Yeah, I might might record a series of voice memos while I'm in Chicago, (laughs) and then stitch them together and release them as like dispatches from All In. (laughs) Gotta be
3: honest, this is the content that people are here for, Justin. Absolutely. Justin, speaking of Chicago, our uh, friend and prior guest on this show today, John Cullen in the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto this week. Who who did he run into,
0: Justin? Uh, He ran into Phil Brooks himself. C.M. Punk. Who was also at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. Now, I was surprised because, you know, we hear all these stories about Punk is not approachable. He hates it when people talk to him. Maybe he was just, like, in good spirits because he was in, like, his happy place at the Hockey Hall of Fame. But according to John... Just the nicest man.
3: So uh,
1: pulling behind
3: the curtain, John texted me when he was in the, the Hockey Hall of Fame, and he goes, CM Punk is here with me. And I go, oh my gosh! I said, "Be careful!" You know, he's a bit known to be a bit of an asshole. Yeah,
0: don't call him Phil. That's the last said, thing you want to do. Don't do
3: that! And I said. I said he likes Duncan
0: Keith, uh, uh, who's a hockey player. I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know much more
3: about CM Punk than I do
0: hockey. Duncan <laughs> Keith, a big time heel in the city of Vancouver, is that for, right? For uh, concussing Daniel Sedine.
3: Well, that is well, Duncan Keith. Shame on you! Yeah. Uh, but but I just thought I mean this leads me to here, Justin. If you were out and about, you're walking the streets of Vancouver as you are. Maybe you're going to download Chicken Shack on commercial. Tremendous. Of course, yes. Where, who, what wrestler, when, what wrestler would you be most excited to? Why to? wrestler and how? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and how would I be most excited to run into? Yeah, I mean, for my own personal reasons, if I were to see somebody on the street and be like, "Oh my god, I gotta get a photo with That's you." That's right. Yeah, would probably be like Daniel Bryan. Right. Of course. Or like. The Rock, you know? The Rock was filming yeah. Skyscraper right next to my apartment building when I first yeah. moved in there in in September October of last year, and I desperately was like, do I just leave and just, like, hover <laughs> around this set and, like, try to meet The Rock? <laughs> Spend your entire night trying to just, like, seek him out. I mean, I, cons- I seriously considered it. Yeah. I didn't do it. I but don't know why I was like, Whoa. I mean, dude, that guy was my favorite, like, throughout my childhood wrestling, even... Even when he was a heel man Even in the early Like Wrestlemania 15 Rock Austin Really? I'm a rock guy at that point Wow you were an early adopter of rock I certainly was not Yeah I, now, Maybe it's partly that I was at Like a birthday party At a friend's house And everybody was pulling for Austin uh, So part of me is like I gotta I gotta take the other guy You're going for the heat I gotta Yeah I mean <laughs> the, I always liked heels Even as a kid Fucking Triple H was one of my favorites As a kid Wow
3: We had such I don't know how this hasn't come up On the show before We had such opposite favorites As kids I, I mean, obviously, like,
0: I also loved Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, yeah, of I course.
3: feel like he's almost an exception. Like, yeah. if you were our age or our rough age growing up, you probably dug Stone Cold in some capacity. But, like, I imagine maybe Foley wasn't exactly your favorite guy. No, I loved.
0: really liked McFoley. Okay, yeah. so yeah.
3: virtually everybody at the top of the cards you were down well, with.
0: Well, uh, yeah, but, but like... I, oh, I had an appreciation for heels. I always mm. wanted to be a heel. Okay. There's something that's so enticing to me about getting paid to just make everyone despise you. So how do you
3: feel about you in real life now? Are you a heel or a babyface? I
0: feel like I'm probably a babyface. Oh, Some go, people so. would say I have heel tendencies though, maybe.
3: What's the biggest heel part about you?
0: Uh I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe trying to like text message with me. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> getting a hold of you is very heel. <laughs> Justin, let me inform <laughs> the people this week what we are going to be talking about wrestling-related and relevant. But uh, I didn't even answer the question, though. Oh, you said Daniel Bryan with the Rock. I did, I did, but there was a real answer here at the end of it. Oh. This was, like there's like uh, my two personal picks. Okay. But in terms of like a, a photo that I could take with somebody that I know would like light it up online or like that would just spark like all kinds of discussion and, and freak outs and, sure, and people yeah. losing their minds within like our friend group or what have you, yeah. there's a simple answer here. Can, I, can you guess who it is? I can't think
3: of it. I thought it would be Daniel Bryan. I, I bet you when you say it. It's going to be so obvious, right? Who would it be?
0: Ryback. Oh, my God. Dude, if you got a photo with Of Ryback. course. Of course. <laughs> like, it's not my favorite guy. <laughs> I would, of course, rather meet Daniel Bryan. Yes. But in terms of, like, what photo is going to get a better reaction. There is some magic. Oh, it's going to be Ryback. you with sure. the big guy. <laughs> well, if I post a photo of myself on it's Twitter true. tomorrow it's true. with me and the big guy. Yeah. Feed me more, bud. (laughs) Feed me more of those likes and RTs that I'm just going to be soaking up.
3: Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah, that's a great one. I would love you to meet Ryback. Of course.
0: (laughs) This this is. Because you would freak out. Oh, you would I absolutely would absolutely lose your mind. It'd be my favorite photo. I feel like a lot of our friends would probably lose it also. <laughs> yeah, that's great. If I just met Ryback randomly. That's a really
3: fun answer. So
0: maybe he starts uh, filming movies. I hope he does. Of booking matches because he has no interest in doing that apparently. No kidding, Justin.
3: Justin, our two rounds this week, not three, is the normal. And for, uh, for our first time listeners, each of our rounds is only 15 minutes long. Justin, how what how long? Oh, wow, I pooched that. Justin, what else is 15 minutes
0: long? <laughs> 15 minutes, Josh. You mean the length of a WCW television title match?
3: Yes, Justin, that is correct. I have to go back to the script now because I fucked up the improv so much. Uh, Justin, our first round this week is... I'm reading
0: uh, it off the paper here, folks.
3: Uh, we're going to talk about scintillating upcoming September pay-per-view, Evolution. All women's for the first time in WWE history.
0: Yeah, headlined, of course, by the new wrestler, Woman Waynes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was yeah, super funny. Yeah, which I think that came from kayfabe news. It was so funny. What a headline. Spectacularly funny. <gasps> and then,
3: of course, in round number two, Justin, uh, we're going to just sort of do a Falls Count Anywhere Round, if you like. We're going to talk a little bit about the G1, a little bit about Slammiversary, talked about the bits and pieces we've seen, maybe a little NXT in there, too, as there was a big title switch this week, which <laughs> I don't know if you saw coming. I I don't know if I think it's the right choice, but I guess we can dive more into that in round two. We'll touch on all those things, plus some listener questions at the tail end of the show. Anything else, Justin?
0: Uh, yeah, I've got some things to say about that NXT match, so I'm looking forward to that. Me too, man. I it's... will say, though, maybe uh, maybe I shouldn't reveal this. Oh. I feel like Peter Rosenberg lately. And Why is that? And not just because I haven't been able to keep up with the product as much as I would like. Sure. But because I was thinking to myself, God, when I, when I got into the wrestling game... I was just like watching everything all the time cuz I had no job, right? I <laughs> yeah. was unemployed. I was watching as much wrestling content as I could get in front of my eyeballs at all times. I was like, I'm watching everything. Fuck, if I'm watching everything, I should be doing a podcast about it cuz right, I yeah. have all these thoughts about all these <laughs> things that I'm watching. Yeah. And then I was thinking to myself, "Geez, it's a shame that I don't have time to watch things anymore that I'm now that I'm so fucking successful." And then I was like, "Oh my god, I've become the man I despise. You are.
3: But but hang on. Here's the thing. You at least admit you haven't seen things. Yes. I think Peter Rosenberg, he would sometimes, but often it was just like halfway through the show, he'd be like, oh, he hasn't seen this. Yes. <laughs> like my success
0: is. has led to my uh, wrestling fan demise in some ways. Well, I guess the... But I, at least I am I try to stay humble about it. There you go. And, right? I'm, and I'm telling you right now, I just... I'm, I'm very glad that the man that I was pulling double duty for is back at work now, nice. Yeah. and my schedule should get back to normal a little bit here, and I will return to watching Raw and SmackDown on a week-to-week basis. Well,
3: it's funny, because I feel like that's the stuff that is worst right now. I actually feel like wrestling has been awesome this really? month, really? Uh, but SmackDown's been good. But you Yeah, to, but
0: obviously I would like to have more time to watch the G1 yeah, and that stuff, too. That That's uh, sure. more what I meant.
3: But, uh, but you
0: know what's funny, is having taken this break, this forced break, cause yeah, it's not like yeah. I chose to stop watching sure, Raw. Sure, yeah. I just didn't have time. I have no time uh i miss it now so i'm coming back in
3: distance makes the heart go fonder exactly
0: like you know i was at a time where i was feeling sick of raw everything was a slog i fucking hated everything and now like i'm sure it still might be a chore but i'm excited to watch it again just because like i've been out of the rhythm of it for so long that like you know i want to get back in and i feel like too many people just like become defeatist about WWE. It's like, you you can just walk away. You do not need (laughs) to do
3: this. I I saw a lot of people this week actually saying that they thought, uh, you know, it's like, Raw is just terrible. WWE is just awful. And uh, I don't know. I guess maybe, again, uh, who, who, what's my opinion? But I thought Raw was pretty good this week—not great, but yeah, marked improvement of the last
0: month. Obviously, it ended with a result that nobody really wanted to see. on of some course. level, but beyond that,
3: the, the, the announcement and the the, the tag match—I don't know if you heard about that—was really fun on Raw. And then I thought SmackDown was good. Yeah, uh, and then I thought well, NXT SmackDown's was, been
0: good for about a month or for so, for sure. Yeah,
3: and then I thought NXT was good. So so I got these people going, "Oh, WWE it's such shit," and it's like I agree with you three weeks ago. Uh, and, and I'm not saying raws on any sort but of like But like when point. has
0: July ever been it's good? Kind of my point, right? Like, ever. I'll- and we, don't do, we go through this process every year where it's like, can you believe how bad it is? Yes! Because
3: yeah. I've been <laughs> doing this for years. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this, Folks, f- spoiler alert, it's going to suck in between uh, whatever they put in between the Rumble and, and before Mania. From Rumble to that pay-per-view will suck And too. also
0: like from Mania to SummerSlam, obviously we get money in the bank in the middle of sure. that. That's like supposed to be a beacon of hope.
3: But, but that's even, almost a vacuum hindrance to its own shows exa- in a way, too. Exactly,
0: because it's all qualifying matches on the lead-up, and my God, the lead-up to Money in the Bank was just, it felt like it went on for an eternity this it, year. It really did. You, you, <laughs> the way they made
3: me miss those B-pay-per-views <laughs> is almost admirable. <laughs> Justin, speaking of these shows, should we get into something that happened on Raw this week? Uh, yeah, sure. Then let's dive on
0: in to, to round, round, round number one. Round, round one. Fight. Ah. This is not round number one. No, Josh. we lied. Yeah, this is a this is a discussion that I think the people will enjoy. So let's just do it on the. Air. We've been talking about
3: it for a couple minutes yeah, now, yeah. and we turned on the mics. I was
0: talking about going to Chicago mm-hmm. and all in. Yep, and I was, we were talking about tattoos. Correct and i was thinking i got to get a tattoo when i'm in chicago you did say that yes and you were th- saying this is a great idea it's like a physical passport it's on your body it's a memory of a trip that you can never lose exactly right uh, but then i'm like but then what am i going to get while i'm there like I'm, mm. here's the thing for me my ultimate dilemma i do want to get tattoos i look at like you and i look at our friend matt and i look at all of our friends with tattoos and and ladies with tattoos and i think <laughs> This is cool. I, think I, w- you would suit I want them. that. Yeah, sure. Uh, but then I'm also a person who like can't decide what sandwich they want to order for lunch. <laughs> yeah, sure. So how am I going to pick what I want to put on my body forever?
3: So here's the thing about tattoos, and I feel like so I have many. As as I don't know if the listeners know, but I have many tattoos. Only two of them from Vancouver. The rest of them I like to do while I'm traveling, which is why I'm such a big proponent of you doing it in Chicago. That whole idea of This tattoo has to mean Mm -hmm. something. It's going to be on me forever. Well,
0: my sandwich has to mean something, (laughs) and I can't pick that. Do you want me to pick it for you? No.
3: I will pick a tattoo for you. Yeah, will you? Yeah, absolutely. You're going
0: to get, like, the CM Punk fucking Chicago flag. No, I
3: will get you something dope. I will find you an artist, and I will find something dope out of their flashbook, and I will book you the time. And I was like, well, you're a Chicago go here. This guy's going to put something dope on you. Legit. I absolutely will do that. Cuz the first one is the hardest cuz it's the, you don't you haven't broken through that that tattoo virginity yet. It's like, yeah, yeah. "Oh, I I this one's got I got to get my last name or something I'm going to have forever." And it's like, "No, you don't." Look, do what what do you think
0: any of these mean? Uh, well, you <laughs> you are obviously a vampire who loves <laughs> bubble gum.
3: That is and, very true.
0: And you're the cock of the walk. That, no
3: question about that.
0: And you're you're the the man shines like a diamond, folks. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, this is. And gr- he loves Final Fantasy.
3: Nothing. What, wait, which one's Final Fantasy?
0: Is it the tree one? What no, one? that's Legend of Zelda. Oh right, right, right. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, no. Yeah, I, I could have sworn that there's like a weird tree character like that. And the, there's a cacutar, there, like there, that That's like i cactus. Thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: I've actually considered getting that before too. So oh, there well, you maybe go.
0: that's the one I'll get. in Chicago. how dare you <laughs>
3: uh do you feel a need for it to be wrestling related while you're there i mean in
0: some ways yes because that wrestling is the purpose of the trip right? yeah
3: it doesn't i mean either way you need to get one in chicago that is my i absolutely think you need to get it. if you agree with me folks at justin morris go tell him on twitter traveling and getting tattoos it's the way to go you'll remember the trip forever
0: all right well with that out of the way i feel yeah we were just having that conversation yeah i'm like Well, this should be the show. Why not? I
3: wonder if people know how much we talk in between the (laughs) rounds. This show takes like three hours
0: to do. (laughs) And with that, (laughs) it's time to really do round round number one. one. Round one. Fight.
3: This is evolution. This is the shield. This is also...
0: Evolution. <laughs> this is also The Shield. No, no, Justin, there is... You've got it all wrong. What? <laughs>
3: Madman, it's... No, it's just... It's just now we have a new evolution. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Let's start there. What did you think of naming this? For those of you who may miss it, this uh, week on Monday Night Raw, Stephanie McMahon announced a uh, an all-women's pay-per-view for this September called Evolution. We'll get into a bunch of it, Justin, but I want to ask you specifically about the name Evolution.
0: Well, was this... This is how it was branded originally, right? Or was it a women's revolution initially? It was
3: the women's revolution, was it not?
0: And it was like hashtag women's revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I think but they've have they already done a show called Revolution? I think an
3: early NXT was Revolution, wasn't
0: it? Or maybe I'm thinking of Insurrection, which was that UK pay per view from like two thousand. Oh 2000. right. Yeah, they um, maybe
3: It just feels like they must have done an evolution, but maybe not.
0: Yeah, or or revolution or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's, I, the name is, it's, it's just branding and, and it, it's, it fits with what they're trying to do. Like this, they, this is the evolution of women's wrestling. So in that way, the name is good. I, I don't like the name. No,
3: I really don't. I, I think I it's mean, just it too does, tied to the faction. Yes,
0: it does evoke the faction too much. Like when you were saying this is evolution, all I can think of is Lemmy just being like, <laughs> "Evolution <laughs> is a mystery. it's not the same. No <laughs> knows just what it means. But life makes a fool
3: of history." Yeah, so for all those reasons, I'm not crazy about the name. I think it's just too tight. It feels like a used name already. There's so many ways you could have gone with this that I feel like a little bit – something that gets across that it is only female might have been helpful if you Mm. are going to go to the general public with it. Justin, what do you think about this? So I'm going to actually present it in this way because I saw some pushback against this event uh, on Twitter this week, people saying that – You know, it's just like it's too obviously a pandering thing. It's just we couldn't have you on Greatest Royal Rumble, but don't worry. We'll give you this thing all over there rather than actually attacking that they should be having them on Greatest Royal Rumble. What if they they called
0: it? Extra Generation X. Oh, oh boy! Oh <laughs> Yikes! Whoa! Yeah, don't leave that in. Uh, wh- what do you think, though, Justin? Is, oh boy, you well, you've got to tie it into Triple H somehow, right? <laughs> so it all does
3: come back to Papa H,
0: doesn't yeah. it? What What do you think this
3: All Women's Review is?
0: That it's pa- that they're trying to come up with something good after the the negative press of <laughs> Greatest Royal Rumble. That it's a
3: Shield, so you can't say, "Well, you're not having women when you go to Saudi Arabia." They go, "Well, we have a women's only." No, I
0: I think it's I think it is the right move. Yeah, I, I mean, we've been talking. It's been a topic that's come up again and again over the year that we've been doing this. Yes, that's true. That, actually, like, is not it? Should they have a women's only show on the network on Wednesday nights after NXT? Right. If you do like a men's NXT and then a women's NXT, and they're both an hour long, yeah. And like you've said no to that a bunch of times. I have, uh, and I've thought to myself, well, we're looking at a very bloated women's roster here that doesn't have time. It's definitely it true. doesn't get the time it deserves. To have like multiple storylines going on within the division at once—that's been a flaw of the women's division since time immemorial. Basically, it's really
3: true. Yeah, especially Um, it's we're seeing with Sasha and Bailey right now. You feel like they could be having like an active, big on TV feud, not involving the belt. Yeah, be sort of novel for the women.
0: I mean, I think we all think that Ronda Rousey is going to headline this pay per view. Yeah, I was actually Sasha versus Bailey could headline this thing too.
3: I actually, I hope Rhonda doesn't headline this, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm not going to complain if she does. If I'm, from a business standpoint, it only makes sense to have She's Rhonda She's front center
0: in the branding and of the poster and everything. A- and
3: she has to be. But I-, I don't know that if this is some sort of payoff to this women's revolution, I kind of feel like one of the horsewomen has to headline, if not a well, four-way between all the horsewomen. Is women. Charlotte
0: going to be healthy by that point? Like, That's a great I even, question. I don't even understand. I don't know how injured she is right now. I'm not
3: sure either. Uh, I don't follow all that stuff the closest. And maybe I should for this because it would be interesting to know if she could. Because I feel like a four way of Bailey, Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte is kind of fitting and a nice payoff. And I know that's not the way the world works. I'm yeah. just saying if in Josh Custodio land, that's kind of an attractive idea. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think that'll probably be the Sasha Bailey blow-off and Ronda winning the title, probably coronate on that card. Is that sort of your lean, too?
0: Um, yeah, probably. Or is
3: Ronda champ by SummerSlam?
0: Oh, that's a good question. Uh, fuck, I don't know, man.
3: Because I think that she could still end up taking it off Nia, uh, where Nia wins it back at SummerSlam in the triple threat, but I do really think that they want to have that Alexa Bliss arm break spot with Rhonda. So maybe not. T- tough to see. But uh, so you don't think anything wrong with booking this all women show? I don't. No, what I,
0: it's I like it. I think I'm excited for it. And look, if we get uh, a main roster version of Charlotte versus Becky versus Sasha versus Bailey, that match at NXT Rival, like, that was fucking fantastic. Yeah,
3: they can all wrestle. At the, right?
0: at the time, like,. I remember thinking this is the best women's match I've ever seen in my life. Well, I feel
3: that way about uh, Sasha and Bailey in uh, in Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Yeah, I think yeah. that probably is the best
0: women's match I mean, I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean those four ladies have probably just continually outdone themselves <laughs> yeah. over the last course, of the last however many years. <laughs> if you were
3: to make a top five women's matches you've seen list, and keep in mind neither of us watched Shimmer. Yeah. Uh, wh- I mean, I feel like the Horsewomen are probably in three at a minimum of those five. Absolutely, right? probably like, four of five. Yeah, like I can't think of one that. Uh, yeah I'd have to think about it, but yeah, so justin, do
0: you think that like this- Charlotte versus Sasha alone is probably two out of the five yeah that, that might be the case hey? that's crazy <laughs> um justin here
3: here's where I want to get to with this. is this going to be more in the vein of an NXT takeover as it pertains to length? are we looking at a two hour show here with maybe four or five matches? well, probably not. this is what I'm wondering because
0: right? look who was out there for the announcement Everyone. all three rosters, including even NXT. Nikki Cross. yeah. Like, yeah, so...
3: Were there other NXTers who weren't Nikki Cross out there?
0: Uh, I think so. Okay, okay,
3: I didn't see any of them. But that'd be interesting to know, yeah.
0: I remember reading that. I, I didn't see a ton of them. But, okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, like, I, you know, yeah, so in that way, if you're gonna build up women's feuds across all three shows, you can pay them all off on this one program. Right. And you would also do the May Young Classic finale there. Yep,
3: well, I think that's announced.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um,
3: So my question then becomes, on the next normal roster pay-per-view, are there no women's matches? Like, are
0: all the feuds spent? No, I don't think so. You can can do rematches. Like, look, what what is SummerSlam shaping up to be right now? Extreme
3: Rules 2. Exactly. Which is your line, by the way. You texted this to me this week, and it was totally
0: accurate. Uh, Where would you say your excitement level is for uh, Evolution? Um, I don't know. It depends on what the card is. Yeah, I think ultimately, like, women's... The women's rivalries and and where they're going with the divisions are trending in the right direction. I know you are detesting I really who do. the champs are right now, but I think Becky wins at SummerSlam. Yeah,
3: I, I get that sense too. Even that seems like weird booking to me. Yeah. Like I don't know why Becky can't beat anyone but, but Carmella. Dude,
0: okay. Oh, so let's say let's say Becky and Ronda are both their respective champions. Okay, wow. why don't we do champion versus champion at Evolution? Armbar versus armbar. The armbar versus the, the disarmer. Uh, you don't have to convince me on that. That sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> it'd be the
3: first good women's title match in, I don't know, months. And I know I don't want to come across as like somebody who's just shitting blatantly or painting everything with a broad brush. But I – and maybe – tell me if you think this sounds hyperbolic. But okay. But I am reminded of like – the 2000 to 2011 era women's wrestling right now, where when it's on the TV or it's on the pay-per-views, I'm fast-forwarding because I'm not interested in anything. And even though it is a clear step up still from that era, if I'm just skipping it anyway, is it any better?
0: Um, I will say you are being slightly hyperbolic. Okay. But, but what I will say is you just hit it on the head a little bit at the end there by saying it's not as bad as that, but it all is also a clear step back from what we had been given previous. Right, yeah. It's like, we all love Alexa Bliss. We sure. all really appreciate what she brings to the table as a television personality and character. And her, her wrestling is not even bad. I wouldn't say she's a bad wrestler. She's just a good wrestler. She's
3: the worst wrestler in that scene.
0: Really? The Raw Women's Main Event scene? And the Main Event scene, yes, probably.
3: But who, who's the, like, you'd have to go down to Alicia Foster's Brook. But her, or Dana char-
0: Brooke. her character work is like, head and on shoulders another, above. on a, just beyond.
3: A 100%. And that wouldn't bother me, except that Carmella, they're doing the same thing over there. It's like exactly. The, the character who can't, Carmella's a great character, too. I think Alexa Bliss is better,
0: but they're both great. Well, it's like when Riot Squad and fucking whatever Pages thing was called That's right. debuted at the same time, right? It's Absolution. Like, but yeah. I had to think about it. It's like, it's like they can only come up with one. One thing at a time. Yeah. And they do it on both sides. If I feel like
3: we don't talk enough about how weird that Riot Squad Absolution thing was.
0: Especially considering Carmella and Alexa are both <laughs> money in the bank cash-in <laughs> champions also. Of similar characters extra weird. It's
3: like one person. It's like, oh, just photocopy Roz. Like, yeah. that's what SmackDown was Well, SmackDown
0: doing. did it first in this case, and then... Oh, that's right, I suppose. And yeah. then Alexa got the... I mean, Alexa had the title before, and then lost it, Yes. and then got it back... Yeah, I mean, again, I feel like we're going in the right direction. You are correct. Mm, yeah. You are correct. The titles are on the wrong people, which makes it difficult to care about the matches in general, especially when the only matches we're getting are the title matches. That's right. For example, yeah. like, if Becky versus Sasha was on Extreme Rules. Oh, Yeah. I wouldn't have skipped that. I wouldn't have, like, gone and got a beer during that. Of course. I would have been fired up for that.
3: Well, yeah, the problem is they get one match per pay-per-view, and mm. it's going to be the champion. So if the champions are Carmel and Alexa, I'm not seeing any good women's wrestling
0: on pay-per-view. Yeah, so to say that, like, I feel like it's 2007 to 2011 all over again, yeah. that's a bit much. It is. But, yeah, you're but, it, right. but you are correct in that you have come to expect a certain level because we got... Charlotte versus Sasha and Sasha versus Bailey and Becky like even Dude, the tr-
3: triple threat at the first Mania call up Charlotte Becky Sasha that yeah. was the best match on that Mania Dude
0: even the Becky versus Alexa feud Alexa yeah, has not true. done anything in the ring as good as that Becky feud like, I think that's probably true isn't it Yeah huh. cuz Becky is a is great she's yeah. like she's a She's lost in the weeds but you're she right She is for sure because the Smackdown but also like I was expecting kind of like a tag title announcement this week too. I'm right? I'm so glad that didn't happen. Why?
3: I don't think they have the depth.
0: Why not? Because what is iconic doing on SmackDown nothing. What is what are Charlotte and Becky or Sasha and Becky doing right now? Nothing. Or fucking, you know what I'm trying to say? Uh, yeah, Bailey yeah. and Sasha. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, like, Sasha's busy, the, but yeah. The, but like they're. Tr- it seemed like for a little while there, they were trying to do the bar all over again, yeah, except with Sasha and Bailey. I I just don't think. Or like team hell no, like it literally was a team hell I mean, that's no just sort segment. Of is.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, I guess I just feel like part of me. Until we're at a place where the the singles division, I feel like, has a healthy row of challengers, why are we depleting that? Because if we deplete that, what you're getting is months and months and months-long feuds because they need them. You're going to have Charlotte, or rather, Carmella Asuka for a decade or something. True, true. (laughs) Um, But not to say I would have hated it. If it was one tag set for one show, I could maybe get there. Mm -hmm. It's only if both shows would have introduced tag titles that I would have been like, we are in trouble.
0: Well, yeah, I I think I've, I've stumbled onto something in that I do think Becky versus uh Ronda is the way to go yeah. for that show you've got me hot on like, I considered it because like you're, then you're not giving away Ronda versus uh, Oscar, Oscar yep. or like Ronda versus Charlotte yep. like there's it's a it'll be a great match but it's not the money Ronda match
3: do not feel like it's going to be um Natalia though
0: yeah probably will be. I feel but but I love the like champ versus champ why not yeah I hadn't considered it JMO, but I I fucking love that idea I think it's a great call cuz it's like Look, are, do we want do we want two title matches on this show? Yes, and title changes. You want a title change? I think I don't know. I don't know that I do though. No I, way. Like th- I think this is the perfect opportunity. Unless you're, I, I mean, uh, I guess that's stealing the thunder of what they've turned Survivor Series into. Oh, the one night a year where uh, don't even <laughs> don't even fucking say it. <laughs> don't you dare do. say that okay. phrase. I'm just,
3: I'm not gonna say it. But, but it you is know the one night. A night year. Stop it. <laughs> What it's the, <laughs> It's just
0: I, fine. It, go ahead. There's just
3: some no. I'm not. There's just some things that only happen at Survivor Series when, involving both rosters competing wrong, against one another. Go
0: fa- head to head.
3: <laughs> you said it.
0: Uh it just broke my spirit. Uh, just are you concerned that they're just going to absolutely botch Evolution? No, not really. Okay. Well, like, how would they do it? How would it
3: go bad? They would continue treating the women's divisions like they have been. Now, I feel like if they blow away Evolution, they could be like, listen, we had to do these holdover things so we could have these big moments when we really want to coronate the women. Here they are, Mm -hmm. their own pay-per-view. And I will hear out that argument. But if they build like they did to Extreme Rules for Evolution and the pay-per-view delivers in that sort of way, because they still have to build these feuds on the television, right? Like That's no different. Here's
0: the thing. May Young Classic finale, that's going to be great. Yep. I guarantee you that's going to be great.
3: Hiroshi going to be in it, you think?
0: Uh, Yoshirai, yeah, probably. Or is she going straight to NXT? Uh, no, she's going to be in it. I think she's declared for it. Okay. I don't know how far Nicole Matthews is going to go in this thing. Oh I hope. Can far. we talk? How,
3: how much longer do we have in this round, uh, Jim? Enough
0: time to talk about Nicole.
3: Let's just talk about Vancouver's champion, the champ, Nicole Matthews. I mean, she
0: turned heel at Ballroom Brawl. Oh, I know. So we have a so question about Ballroom Brawl. Now ball we're later. supposed to hate her now, but I still, I I'm gonna her. I love her forever. I don't hate her. She's the best. She did our show, bud. Oh, How can I hate somebody who sat down and did my show? You can't. Yeah.
3: Well, actually, there's one person that sat down Mm -hmm. and done our show that I hate. (laughs) I don't know. Who it's me. <laughs> I was thinking it was me. <laughs> a lot of self-loathing in this boy. But yes, all the respect in the world to Nicole Matthews. Who the world's about to find out what Vancouver already knows. This is a, a amazing promo. An extreme. She can do it all, man. There's yeah,
0: but I mean, there were big indie people that were booked for the tournament last year who were a one and done, just out first round. Do you feel like that's going to happen with her?
3: Well, if history, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. When I saw, and I, I know we do have people who listen who are in that in the CCW sphere, so I don't want to come across as too negative. But yeah, when it was. Was announced. It did cross my mind that some of the bigger names, which Nicole Matthews undoubtedly is, last year did go out in the first round. Uh We even talked about that. How it was I sort be, of.
0: I mean, we talked about the importance of bringing in big names to have big opening round matches some. to establish people. Uh, I don't know. I hope she goes at least two or three. Though she's okay. got the talent. If for you're it, asking my name. prediction, she's winning the damn thing.
3: And I don't want to be okay. Buzz me. <laughs> and I don't want to be. I don't want to be rude or a dickhead about any of this. But I did see a lot of the women's roster of WWE congratulating Nicole, retweeting it, saying how much they like Nicole Matthews. Both members of Iconic, Becky Lynch, Bayley, these aren't nobodies. They all went out of their way. They didn't do it for anyone
0: else. Well, they all came up through Shimmer, right? She's the fucking Shimmer take. Well, not only really that, Becky and her had a feud for ECCW. Really. Going yeah, that far
3: yeah, back, Becky's wrestled Nicole Matthews for ECCW,
0: dude. Uh, and I, think I know that I know that Becky was an ECCW champion, but I always assumed that was like no 15 years she ago. She wrestled, there's
3: photos of her and Nicole Matthews wrestling, jeez. Uh, so I, I don't know how much push or shove that
0: actually gives something, but uh, everybody's happy to see her there, As- dude. It was great to see her work a fucking Asuka squash match oh, it was a on NXT. That was a
3: thrill, uh,
0: at, like. A year and a half ago. That feels like ages ago now. This, yeah. this Oh, my Lord. Uh, Justin, what
3: do you say we jump into the next round?
0: Sure, let's do it.
3: Round number two. two. Round two. Fight. <gasps> Justin, I've said this before on the show, but I'm going to say it again here. Justin, they said it couldn't be done. Who said what? They said it couldn't be done. Who, who said it? They said... That Impact Wrestling could not put on a good pay per view post 2011.
0: Dude, you know what? You know, okay, I have to bring this up. Please, when we talked about uh, was it Dominion? I don't even remember what New Japan show it was. We did
3: a preview round for Dominion, so that makes sense. Uh,
0: one of the one of the shows that we reviewed though, when we were talking about uh, maybe even it was the when Kenny Omega finally won the title. Um, yeah, could have been
3: Long Beach, could have been uh, Dominion.
0: It was definitely a Japanese show, and mm. I talked about how much like. The camera work was so cool yes. because it showed like the roof of the building, and, and you'll never get that sh- sort of shot in North America because yeah. sports arenas do not look like that. They felt okay. I don't know where they were for Slammiversary, it looked like a theater. Okay. But, like, did you not think that that space – it was small. It was not, like, a massive arena space. It wasn't, like, the last big thing that they filmed in the, uh, the Ottawa area where it was, like, inside a fucking yeah. flight uh, plane that hangar That was just the whatever. tapings, I think. But yeah. yeah. it looked like shit. It was cool as hell. Yep. And it had an amazing ceiling. So every time the camera was angled upwards – It looks dope. I'm like, man, this is dope as hell. Dude, it does add a great deal. And, and let's just give credit to the
3: Toronto crowd who – they now to to be clear I only watched two matches from the show. I am intending to go back and watch the rest of it. Uh, but from what I caught this crowd could not have been more into the show. And like you say it felt from the get from what I saw it felt not like whatever TNA was before feels a little bit divorced. It felt it felt like maybe this was a, a new era. What, like with the none of those that old guard some of who I like including EC3 were there like those Impact Steadfast. You know what I mean?
0: It was taped at the Rebel Complex in Toronto. I know nothing about this building, but it, it looked like a theater. It, it was, was
3: very cool. Yeah. Uh, it was a good setup for, for what I, from what I gather, this show was received extremely positively. Did you get the sense too, JMO?
0: Yeah, all the reviews that I saw were that, like, Impact is back, baby. Yeah. Uh, uh, with, like Maybe that's where we start. Yeah. Are they back? Uh, I mean, this is two pay per views in a row where they've brought the goods. It's, I thought Redemption was great. Yeah, I think we reviewed that on the show. We did, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, I thought it was really strong, too.
0: And I, th- I liked everything that I've seen. Again, like you, I haven't seen this whole show. Yeah. But uh, just great wrestling, man. Like And well built feuds. Yes. Like the, everything, even. I have come out so strong against Sammy Kelly. I know now what do you do? And and look, he's still a piece of shit in real life. I yeah. still do genuinely believe that. Sure. But you put him against somebody who's like a natural baby face like Penta i O. I'm and like Is Penta a natural baby face? I I I mean <laughs> He's I, fucking cool. He's cool as hell. He's a natural baby face like Punk is. I yeah, guess. exactly. Like and that like I want to cheer yeah, for yeah, him yeah, because yeah. I like watching him. Sure. But, I mean, he's a luchador. I don't know how much. I mean, like, I guess there's plenty of luchador babyfaces, but you know <laughs> he's, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely.
3: He has a cool factor to him. Exactly. Um, uh, i got to be honest, Callahan comes, and this was one of the matches I watched,
0: Callahan comes across as, like, one of the key players for Impact, at least to me. Apparently it's a nightclub. Is that right? Rebel Entertainment Complex, its own website advertises it. It says, formerly Sound Academy, Toronto's premier nightclub. But look is... at the ceiling of this place. Dude, come, just come look. At all right, his here I photo. go. Justin, do you want to
3: play by play of me walking across <laughs> the table? Josh
0: is standing up. He's going to come look. Like what a fucking building! Like I don't even know what you call that. It's like a chandelier or what? It's just got this massive circular light fixture in the middle of the room. It looks incredible.
3: It looks like a Vegas bar put on the ceiling, like one of those circle bars that are really yes. lit on the
0: outside. Yeah, and then there's all these little like booths that, like, overlooked the floor, it just looked great on camera. Yep. It was the perfect place to put this show.
3: Totally agree. And this is where I think Impact can succeed. If they scale back a little bit, if they stop trying to have Bound for Glory be their WrestleMania, if they stop trying to, like, listen, we're WWE's competitor, you're not. But that's okay. You can still do cool things. Well, I can tell you this, Justin. Just from the two matches I watched, which for the record are Ares versus Moose, which actually maybe I'll talk about that quickly before I send home my closing point on Impact. Sure. Uh, WWE fucked up letting go of Austin Aries. I'm pretty confident saying big that. Big time. This was the best singles moose match I've ever seen. And that isn't saying a lot. But, I mean, these guys, Austin Aries hits the, I forget what you call that move, but it's the white noise. Uh, I forget what the name for that move is when it isn't a white noise. Um, but he's doing this to big guys. The The story of the match is just that he's faster and smaller, trying to strike down this big athletic man. I thought this match was a barn burner. Like not it maybe wasn't as good as the the Penta Phoenix Aries match that I recommended so hard from uh, LU versus
0: Impact. I mean, I'll go this far right now go to ahead. say outright that like if we're talking about is Impact back, is Impact saved. Sure. The the story of the redemption of Impact Wrestling mm-hmm. is in many ways the story of Austin Aries Post-WWE. You can't divorce the two. No. You
3: really can't. Because this is something where I feel like if Austin Aries was a little bit more beloved, people would be like, wow, he is making and carrying this company.
0: And he is. Well, in a way, right? Like, I think it is. The cards have been strong overall. Yeah. But, dude, like, if I have to put together a top five matches of 2018 right now, like, Austin Aries versus the Lucha Brothers is in there. From uh, Redemption is definitely in my top five. That's isn't and he that he was something? awesome against Moose.
3: Yep. Like it's, it's so I feel. And Austin Aries can talk. I don't know if you. I, I sent it into our group chat. I don't know if other people had seen it, but that uh, the scene between him and Del Rio when they were acting and Del Rio was kind of like trying to welcome him, like Big Brother him. Ever since then, I've really thought Austin Aries can act. Mm-hmm. I'm very high on Austin Aries right now. Now Brian I know,
0: Cage is also just. Uh,
3: I wish I would have watched that match. I'm planning on it, but again, a guy who. That could be a star for yeah. you. They probably don't have to pay out the ass for him, but that can be a star for you.
0: And I, and it's just a perfect guy. If you want to build around somebody, this is a guy who's got the look. That's right. He's got the charisma. Yeah. He's
3: got the work rate. He can go. So I'm not willing to say that Impact is back, but I'm more than willing to say that it seemed to me that people enjoyed, uh, um, oh my goodness, Slammiversary a great deal more than Extreme Rules. Now, and I think that's worth noting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like. Absolutely. Dude, even just looking at the card before yeah, even <laughs> looking right. at the map. Watching the show, I was like, this looks better than Extreme Rules. Outright. Yeah, I, I
3: agree. Uh, just last thing before we move off a of TNA here, or sorry, Impact here, Justin. Uh, there is a spot in the Callahan-Penta match that uh, basically Sammy, or, or rather Pentagon alone puts a spike into the head of one Sammy Callahan. This is a spot you wouldn't see on WWE TV normally. And if Impact wants to steer a little bit more, if they want to be in smaller spaces and have a little bit more hardcore wrestling, they had Tommy Dreamer on this card as well, you know your boy's all in on that. So, uh... Big-time respect to Impact, and uh, I'm not saying they're back, but I'm very happy to see this sort of uh, trend in positive momentum. Uh, I'm definitely more into them than I am Ring of Honor.
0: Yeah, I mean, one more thing on on uh, on, on Impact before we move on and sure. talk a little bit about the G1. We sort of discovered this last week uh, when we were talking about, um, you know, looking over the card and whatnot and getting fired up for it. Yep. D'Angelo Williams was not on this show.
3: Yeah, do we have any?
0: I don't, I can't, I don't know. That is so
3: weird because I think both of us, JMO,
0: share sort of a... Because, like, I'm looking at all of these stories, all these news stories from, like, two weeks ago that are all saying D'Angelo Williams is back. He's made his return. He's he's not making his NFL return. He's back at wrestling. Dude, the number one reason why I was fired up to watch Slammiversary is because I thought the main event was going to be Austin Aries versus D'Angelo Williams. (laughs) You know a guy is talented... When I am excited to see him have his second (laughs) ever match in the main event against Austin Aries. And not a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was so fired up to see this, and uh, he just vanished off this card. Very good. From what I could hear just talking to people, it sounded like, like in the days before he decided that he wasn't going to do it. But I don't know if he's just out of wrestling cuz I can't find anything that says that. If you know what's going on with D'Angelo yeah. Williams and you're listening to this right now, please tweet at me, tweet at the show. I want to know. This is this is I could not have more interest <laughs> in this guy for someone who's only ever worked one match. He was very impressive. He was amazing. <laughs>
3: Just let's transition here a little bit into the great one, Speaking as I call it. Speaking of
0: amazing.
3: Wow, the the great one. The G1 Climax. Speaking of
0: guy. one match oh, boy. is <laughs> G1 Matches.
3: Okay, well, we got there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh J-Mo, I, I just want to shout out uh, a couple things about the G1 uh, briefly. One, it's kind of nice having wrestling that I can just reliably go and watch. I, I've seen – so, full disclosure, I uh, – I'm a member of this private torrent site that at the end of the, or I guess the mornings for us, but I download them at night, takes only tournament matches and takes the best four from that day and releases them in packs each day. Okay. So I've been trying to get through those. I've been skipping some, but I haven't seen every match. I have a very good sampling of the G1 right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just want to shout out a couple guys
0: if I can. Sure.
3: Um Naito is every bit as cool and dope. And I know I'm not telling anybody anything that they don't know. Of course,
0: but we had kind of worried a little bit over the last several months That's that We right. had lost anything.
3: I'm glad you understand where I'm coming of from course. here. Because coming onto the show, it's like saying, Omega's good at wrestling. It's like, well, thank you very much for that insight, mm-hmm. right? But I really do feel like Naito has retained this, like, suave, cool guyness, And I think a lot of that is this ascent of L.I.J.'s personalities really coming out. Like, you can distinguish them. Yeah. And something about, like... Naito being big brother in some ways, like he's he is a zany while well, he's in the title picture, but he is the father within his group. I love it all.
0: Can I just say one thing? Please We've do. Of course, talked uh, uh, on the show last week, and I tweeted about it this week. That Andrade Sinamos is really clicking right now. That's right. He is firing. He looks like a star. He's acting like a star. He wrestles like a star. But every single week, I don't care okay, what how how have they gotten him over yep. just by Yep, Using him on television for three weeks in a row? Wow, what a novel concept.
3: You had a great tweet about that. It was totally true, right? Exactly,
0: exactly. But, you know, I do love that all these TV matches that he's had on SmackDown over the last three weeks, every time, without fail, if he does the Tranquilo in the ropes, or he does any of his mannerisms, people are just like,
3: well, he's just (laughs) copying Naito! Can we... I'm kind of surprised that there are people who, who know, know about who Naito, Naito is. but
0: don't know.
3: Like and, and no offense but if you are listening no, to this you. right now and it's and it's you know you think that he is ripping off Naito you need to go Google Los Ingovanables. <laughs> Not of Japan. You need to go Google the Mexican faction that he joined,
0: yes. led by Andrade Cianames. Yeah. Like you need to so. find the roots <laughs> of Tranquilo within professional wrestling. He showed Naito Tranquilo. <laughs> yes.
3: Uh, so anyway, yeah, worth pointing out. Um I also want to shout out no, I No, it'd,
0: it'd be like if a Tommy was hitting the go to sleep every week <laughs> and people <laughs> That's would exactly be like exactly
3: yeah. Well, look at the CM Punk
0: copy. What a
3: perfect analogy. <laughs> it drives me bananas. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Uh, and, and also uh, Minoru Suzuki, a guy who is 50 years old, should not be wrestling well, but understands his style. promos
0: lately also.
3: I mean, just... He is so welcome. Every time I see his name on one of these packs, mm. I am so excited. To, I'm not saying he's the best wrestler on earth by any stretch, but there is something Dean Ambrose about him where I, I don't think he's the best, but there's something undeniably magnetic about him right now. Uh, and then finally, Hiroki Goto. This is a guy whose character is not for me. Basically, the the silent samurai, the the intense brooder.
0: I thought Goto uh, was awesome at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. He
3: oh, that was my favorite Matt. Funny, yeah, even yeah. Suzuki, but. I think he's been fantastic throughout this tournament wrestling. Him and Zack Sabre Jr. was great. There's Ascent of Sonata. There's a lot of good st- stuff going on in the G1. I think I might put out a best of the G1, like a top five matches on our feed at some yeah, point. Yeah, go for it. Um, Can I ask
0: you a question about one specific person? I'd love to hear it, who yeah. Who I'm going to be seeing uh, live in Chicago of next Of course, month? yeah. Uh, hangman Page. Yeah, okay.
3: So obviously they're trying to make Hangman in this tournament. He gets an Okada match. He's getting the promo time. Is
0: it working for you or no?
3: See, I hate to sound like a detractor when a guy is obviously surging, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes a guy just – maybe he's my new Seth Rollins
0: where it's like, oh, yeah, he's – You see everything is, go- is there, but it doesn't connect with you for some reason. Although
3: it's he's so much less of a smooth worker than Rollins. There's something that reminds me a lot about Apollo Crews and Hangman Page, and I know that those don't seem like the most natural comparison.
0: That they're, they have cool stuff but they don't have the connective tissue. That's
3: exactly it. Like, they look like they're working hard to do these, like, big moves, but it doesn't feel like a fight in any sort of way. Like, if you were to watch Maduro Suzuki, who's doing no moves, and then compare and contrast, I think he would be a good example of how you could look less like you're working hard and still have a
0: match I really enjoy. All right, let's skip to NXT right now. Please, yeah. Tommaso Ciampa is your new champion. What the
3: hell? How did I not hear about
0: this? Because I didn't tell you. (gasps) Oh, so you... (laughs) I knew, yeah.
3: Dude, what do you think of this choice?
0: I think it's good, dude, because okay who is there right now yeah. for black to feud with at the top they they already had to push uh, lars into the title well, picture I thought to make it would be that EC3. happen yeah i guess that's possible but like to me you know, this is the perfect confluence of events. Do I think Alistair Black should be in the title picture of NXT, which he was? Yeah. Yes, but do I also think that the biggest story is Gargano Champa? Also, mm. yes. Yeah. What did I say about the WrestleMania weekend show? That t- that Champa Gargano should be for the title. I think it I will was be a, now. I was a firm believer for that. No, what I think they're gonna get. Is a three-way. I think our worlds collide here, and we get Ciampa, Gargano, and Black for the title at the next TakeOver.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm saying at Mania, you get Gargano, Ciampa. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I think it's a triple threat at the one the night before up. SummerSlam, uh, where you can have uh, Ciampa retain, but Black gets pit. Something where Gargano and Ciampa don't pin each other, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they move on to
0: their feud, and then you get them uh, at the Mania event. There's weekend. still going to be a Survivor Series weekend takeover, though, so yeah. that's a long way to go.
3: Black could get a rematch, though. He's been a long-time defending champion. I, I guess, I don't yeah. know. They
0: can do some sort of holdover. Yeah, thing did you there. like the match last night, though?
3: Uh, not as much as some others, to be honest. Uh, but but I wasn't paying the most attention to it. I'll be honest. I was so jarred by the finish, I had to rewind. Like I saw the belt thing, and I was just like, Wait, what the fuck? Alistair Black isn't the champ anymore? Just, I know we're closing on the 15 minutes here. Can I ask you one quick question? Absolutely. I saw some people on Twitter last night saying that they thought Alistair Black's run as champ was kind of weak, and it's right to have the belt off of him. This was not my impression of his run. What do you think of Alistair Black
0: run? I mean, as his entire run as NXT ti- as champion, the title was not at the top of the card. That's true. I don't think that's a... Comment on his weakness, though. It's just the strength of Gargano and Ciampa.
3: Well, he, that, there's that. And then I just feel like the resume of Cole and then Dream, and maybe the Lars one wasn't your favorite match on Earth, but, like,
0: yeah. those are pretty good matches. The, the Cole match was awesome. That's unbelievable. unbelievable. So I, the Dream I just, match was great before that. These are both matches when he didn't have the title, obviously. But...
3: Did he not have the belt when he fought uh, Dream? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, there you go.
0: No, that uh, Dream was, like, his first feud.
3: Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess it might, maybe I'm wrong about this, because I haven't thought of what his actual reign looks like. But I feel like the Alistair Black presence on NXT has been very welcome, and he's been excellent in it.
0: I'm trying to think. Yeah, he, he won it off of... Um, off of... Uh, Almas. Almas. Yeah. So he's had it since Almas has been gone. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, successful defenses against... Is it just Lars? Lars and... I don't know. People are screaming at us right now. I don't know. Uh, I'm blanking right now. But anyway, I just want to say that... No, I think it's two, because he he had two title matches that were not at the top of the card. Unless I'm thinking of the Almas match, which also was not the main event. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I guess it's just the one. But still,
3: like, he's awesome. I, I just can't imagine... I just feel like his presence on NXT has been... Uh, not defining, but it's been the best one in a while. I, I think he's had nothing but a cavalcade of mostly good to great matches. I don't, anyway. So I just want I didn't want revisionist history shit on Alister Black. It's all good. This there is just go. a
0: little bit of overtime. Oh boy. And we can talk more about Alistair Black because we got a question well, we about do. him in our listener mailbag this week, which is just overflowing with great questions. Oh, so, Josh, God. what do you say we get right into him? I
3: would love to do nothing more, J Mo. Let's do it. I'm going to ask you one right now. If you want to hear it. If you will. will. This one comes to us from Jess Crap. At Jess Jess Lorman on Twitter. Crap. Jess Crap. (laughs) Uh, And a question that, uh, honestly, I I don't know that I have a great answer for, JMO. Yeah. Since getting into wrestling the past few months, I've never seen the Universal Championship on TV. Only in flashbacks. Why should I, as a new wrestling fan, think the Universal title means anything?
0: You shouldn't. That's a hell of a question. I'm a long-time wrestling fan. I think the Universal title means nothing. I mean,
3: I, I know that this shouldn't be maybe the most illuminating thing on Earth, but I hadn't really considered that. If you had just started watching during Brock's reign, yeah. you would have no fucking clue you might actually think that the IC belt was the main belt on Raw right and I know that it has been in some ways but you know what I mean in terms of the hierarchy right yeah yeah I know that this should be obvious but I was a little bit blown away by this just the answer is you have no reason to care You have
0: no reason to care whatsoever like the title feuds since Brock's had it have all been bad yep other than the Joe feud yep Uh, but even then if the match doesn't the match has to make the belt the guy makes the
3: belt the belt doesn't make the guy exactly so if you've had it just absolutely vacant yeah, I guess you, you wouldn't give a shit
0: about it. And now if Brock was on TV doing cool things with the belt every week, it would yeah. be a huge deal. Well, that's And thing. people would still love Brock, and people would think the title was awesome.
3: Dude, a full-time Brock Lesnar where he's trying title reign yeah. would obviously be dope. Of I don't course. think anyone disagrees, right? Of course, right? no
0: one wants to hate Brock Lesnar. No. This is just the position we find ourselves in. So, and uh, I do. Uh, I do really hate Brock Lesnar. I don't think that's true, Justin. I do.
3: Justin, don't lie.
0: I think you know. Liquor
3: is true, sir. No. and you were really defending the big guy. About how
0: much, yeah, I was really <laughs> ranting about how much I loved him.
3: Uh so Jess, I, I don't think that you should think that it means anything. Uh and to me, and I think I speak for both of us here, JML, the WWE title is the belt for the for the WWE. You, do you sort of float with that idea? Absolutely. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh
0: this next one comes to us from Brandon O'Connor at Boofer OC. What's up? Whose fine work is on display in our studio right now. Yeah, here. I'm looking at it right now. Uh he says, Knowing his politics, it has been driving me crazy lately that AJ comes out to a hip hop song. <laughs> Who else needs a new theme that fits their persona beliefs and sl- their persona slash beliefs outside wrestling? And what would they be? Here's the thing for me. Yeah, I think AJ's t- uh, theme fits him perfectly. It's a really it's good a theme. white rap. <laughs> it's white rap talking about farm boys. How I is do... that not? AJ so I think Styles? he's saying
3: like AJ is like a. Republican, presumably the like. Mega
0: guy. Yeah.
3: So, so here's what I'll actually say about this. Just some
0: farm boys with the brute strength. Some, some,
3: we some southern boys yeah. with the farmer strength. Ain't nobody, man, enough to feel the pain. Yeah, whatever get, it is. I get what Boofer's hitting home at here, but I, I actually do think it suits him. That said, there are lots of people that need repackaging for their themes. Dolph Ziggler. Of chief amongst them, number one, Dolph Ziggler. Not necessarily because of his extracurricular opinions just because it's terrible. I don't know if I know enough about guys' politics outside of wrestling. AJ is one of the few guys that I do know that it feels sort of askew. Does anybody come to mind for you, J-Mo?
0: Uh, who has the worst music right now?
3: Who, like, needs a repackaging? I really do think it's uh, it's Dolph.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've said this before.
3: Yeah, so does anyone else come to mind, though?
0: Here's a way I'll,
3: I'll phrase this. Do you think Ciampa should get entrance music, or do you like the silence? I
0: like the silence. Yeah, me too. I think you can ride that for a long time. I think it's you distinct, always have to ride it. It's distinct. His music is booze. He's literally yeah. He's literally living my dream. <laughs> This is my childhood dream, is to just be despised by crowds everywhere I go. Do you want me to start booing you when no, you show up? No, no, okay. Well, like, okay. well, things have changed. Now I want to be loved. <laughs> well, now that's... there's a hole in my soul that I need to <laughs> fill with the admiration of strangers.
3: Well, that's the one I've had my whole life. <laughs> uh, just our next question to us comes but to... But on a...
0: some level, they boo you because they admire you, right? No
3: one's ever booed me because they admire me. Yeah,
0: but, like, you're
3: not a wrestler. Can I tell a quick story about last like, time I was booed on stage? He, but here, like, can, <laughs> yes,
0: you can. But okay. first, can I say, yeah. like we we are both adult men. Yeah, that's true. We go to wrestling shows. Sure, we have been to television tapings in the state of Washington. Yep. Uh, during those shows, I think the two top heels at the time when we went down were Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. That's right. Yeah. And would you not? agree that you booed kevin owens while you were there absolutely yeah yeah i did too yeah and you know why i did out of respect Out of respect <laughs> yeah because i love him which means i can't cheer him i have to give him the reaction that he is looking for because i like him that much there you go so there you go they boo you because they love you they respect what did i say just our next. You, know, you know you got to tell the story about uh, getting booed on stage. That's kind like, of you know you can't tease that and walk away. Well, I don't know. No. You told the story. No. Way less interesting. No. but you talked for a couple minutes. Well, I I was trying to explain what I meant when I said what I said. <laughs> now you have to explain what you meant when you said that.
3: Uh, I don't know. Okay, uh, so I was the in the the house band for a local venue, the Biltmore, for for about uh, fourteen months, where they would do these these trivia nights and uh, Jimmy Bend. that's right and uh Eric's guest on the show your roommate bike noble uh, bike melon mike noble also in that band bike noble bike noble uh, and we did a friends themed one where every month we had to write
0: uh Big you pong wrote for that, that? Song.
3: i wrote that song but we had to write songs that were you know in the theme so, we're so no one told
0: me that you uh, wrote that song actually. how
3: how do you think i get to drive a lamborghini <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> Uh, but so we're on I stage. I can't even clap that fast. And I mean, this crowd does not want us playing our songs. Mm. They want back to the friends trivia, which is understandable. But they were very much—they didn't want us playing. So I—I I, uh, said in between one of our you know songs, what?
0: "That's not understandable." I appreciate Fuck that. Fuck all those people. Thank you, JMO. Uh, but but so I'm feeling a little That's hostile. That's what I would have said on stage.
3: Well, I did pretty close. Uh, I felt <laughs> I felt pretty hostile. So I'm standing there behind my my little bass, and I go. Hey, put up your uh, put up your hand if your favorite character on the show, Friends, is Joey. And a bunch <laughs> of people put up their hands. I go, you are morons. How could you possibly <laughs> like Joey? I it means should. you're an idiot. And then, wow, people really – Matt, who was our singer, looked at me mm. not impressed. I had killed the crowd. Real bad boobs coming our way. Well, you should have
0: asked the yeah. question that everybody would have loved to sure. respond to with nothing but hooting and, and applause. Yeah everybody clap and cheer if your favorite character on the show is Gunther oh ah, we people
3: <laughs> they were quite the crowd uh, just our next question this week comes to us from Justin Morris. everybody loves
0: Gunther that's what I'm saying Justin
3: you sent in a question did this I? week did I? I yeah. don't remember this uh, Justin Morris at Justin Morris and he says is WWE ever going to improve because my sources say they have a TV deal and everything's going to be bad forever Follow up. Is it even bad right now? You're sincerely someone who doesn't watch but likes to read and listen.
0: Now, uh, <laughs> former guest on the show, <laughs> roommate of the show, Mike Noble, uh, took this as a subtweet mm. to, to him.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: To which I will say it was. It's a subtweet of a type of fan. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And he is that type of fan. Sure. But he's like, well, this part of the tweet doesn't apply to me. It's like, because not everything is about you, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that sometimes.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I think this was just speaking. We turned to an actual question. You know, if you are tuned there, out right now. There
0: is a type of fan yeah. like Mike who doesn't watch but listens to John Pollock's podcast. That's right. And then hears John Pollock say something like, well, because of the... A billion dollar deal they've signed for TV rights with NBC Universal and Fox Television. They, they don't have to try, they're never gonna do anything to fix the problems because they've just been given billions of dollars that affirms everything that they have been doing is correct. Well, and so yeah. Mike turns around and doesn't watch the TV and says, the TV is going to stay bad forever because uh, because uh, they've got the money and then why would they improve? Because John Pollock said this.
3: Yeah, there there is this like sect of fans, and I don't dig it because today in our chat, and I'm sorry to put Mike on blast, but yeah. he's like, how could they just do that with hell no? Like it all led to nothing? And I was just like, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you actually mean led to not Because
0: he didn't watch the funeral segment. No, I'm he sure doesn't that... watch the television. Oh, this is
3: what I mean. So if you're going to, I just, this pot shotting from afar when you have like a tangential version of it, there is that fan base that bothers me where New Japan cannot, when
0: all they, they want, are untouchable. All they want to do is jerk off about New Japan. Yeah. That's the, all they want from any conversation is just to jerk off about how great New Japan yeah. is. Can you believe I've been watching New Japan? It's the best and I'm fucking touching my dick. While I talk about it
3: Now to be clear I do touch my dick While I watch
0: <laughs> uh, New Japan <laughs> Just I want to make that, that like, Have you seen Sonata? But I'm not I, I find that level And I talked about it Off the hop tonight I found that level of defeatism and cynicism about WWE that it's bad and it's going to be bad forever to just be exhausting. I don't want to engage it. I don't want to have a conversation with you because you're not interested in actually talking about things. And if you hate WWE so much, you don't have to watch it. You can just walk away. It doesn't have to be for you. If your main complaint when you watch it is, wow, this is not for me, then fucking quit watching it. What are you doing watching it if you you love New Japan so much? If you think New Japan is just the greatest thing you've ever seen in your life, (laughs) just fucking watch New Japan! Just watch that! You don't have to watch both! You don't have to! Our
3: next question this week comes to us from... uh, No, let's follow up. (laughs) Let's let's get the second half of
0: that. Is WWE actually as bad as these people believe? And I also want to touch on the fact that the fact that they got these TV rights deals... They have to maintain that. That is based on ratings. That is based on an audience. You have to maintain your rating if you want to continue making that money. Do you think Fox or Universal or NBC or whoever they've signed with? is going to be happy paying them billions of dollars to get shit ratings, to get the worst rated Raw in history? No, of course not. They're going to be furious. And WWE is going to do everything in their power to try and fix that. They're going to put the more important things on television. Television will become more important than pay-per-views because maintaining the television number is more important than maintaining the network number. So in that way, there's so many things about these TV deals that are going to force them to be innovative, that it will force them to change.
3: I'll also just say, and again, I, I'm never the right barometer for how good or bad WWE is, because like I generally find myself enjoying it, watching it. Uh, it is bad right now, but I think not is, entirely. Not entirely. I think the women's title scenes need help, and I think Brock Lesnar is obviously a hint, a big anchor yeah. for them to have to get around. Um, But when I I see people comparing it to like 2009 era Raw, you must have just not been watching. There's no case to be made that it is currently like the Cena ordinary. There's just, there's nothing there. Smackdown is
0: good. Smackdown has been good throughout the period that people are saying. And trending in a better direction. Of course, it's good and getting great. That's right, exactly. And Raw, as much as I've stopped watching it and think that, you know, even watching from afar and dropping in to watch certain things here and there, it's clearly broken at the top. But there is a good third of that show, at least, maybe even I'd go forty percent. Yeah, that has been working very well.
3: That's the thing. And so if you if you're gonna say, well, oh, it's a three hour show, I'm very open to that. Everything's bad. It's the worst.
0: Anyway, it's not New Japan. And is also, good. Fox Fox wants a new one hour show for FS1. They want to replace UFC. Yeah, of
3: course, the uh, UFC tonight. Yeah,
0: exactly. And okay. you think. A shitty show like Superstars or Main Event is going to do the <laughs> no, trick it for that. Isn't. No, they're going to have to come up with another one hour that it is consistently delivering that people want to tune into. Which means they have to get good because of these TV deals. So shut the fuck up shut about up. what you heard on John Pollock's podcast. Shut up.
3: And John Pollock, you shut up too. I, and
0: li- I like John though.
3: Well, I hope he shuts up.
0: I guessed it on my radio show a couple weeks. ago. Sh-
3: well, now you gotta shut up, <laughs> Justin. Can I talk about what a mess up I just did? Yeah, sure. How did I not have you read your question? Of course, oh, that would have been too funny. Uh, but our next one here, Justin, comes to us from Andrew Delbar, and he has a local question for us. Okay. So he sent in two questions, said a general one or a local one, but I think it'd be nice to actually do a local Let's one do here. It. So we're gonna Let's pick that. Yeah. Who do you realistically? Who do you want realistically? ECCW to bring in for the two-night ballroom brawl event? So I just wanted us to recap. We went to ballroom brawl on Saturday it together. Was
0: fantastic! I love.
3: Oh my lord! I mean, we can't dig into the whole thing, it
0: was but the tenth anniversary show. Mm-hmm. Well, ten ballroom brawls.
3: Matt Riddle versus Artemis Spencer was
0: one of the best matches in the history of ECCW, and that oh, opened for sure. the show. They didn't even have their announcer. His name Scotty Sweatervest. Vest. He yeah. comes out. He opens every show by welcoming the crowd. Scotty came out after that match. They just they did a cold open of Matt Riddle versus Artemis Spencer and it is one of the best matches in the history of the company.
3: All the hubbub around Vancouver is like Artemis Spencer is the most underrated wrestler maybe in North America. I think there's like he is unbelievable. But I want to just say this about Artemis Spencer. He does springboard moves in such an amazing, unique, awesome way. Do you remember the one that opened the match where he like lands on his butt Spins, lands on his butt, and then does that like trust elbow back into the ring. Mm-hmm. That is phenomenal. It was like a effortless. Twist, it's like a
0: twisting arm bar that went up to the top rope, and then he did these like little hops using were, his butt that were incredible.
3: <laughs> and then he goes, he does the one foot from the second rope. Uh, what would you call that? Pele
0: kick? The crowd went crazy for that move just because like the probability of him screwing that up is so enormous. It's so enormous. And he hit it. Flawlessly. Yeah.
3: So, a great deal of respect. Uh, but, brawl. but,
0: like, dude, think about like the back half of that match, and all respect to Matt Riddle as well. Of course, of course, was fucking amazing. Yeah, he was. The well,
3: suplexes were as promised. Yeah. And frankly, sorry to interrupt you here, JMO. We saw Dalton Castle at the last Ballroom Brawl, and I know people think, oh no, Dalton Castle is like the better Matt Riddle. You Matt would have Riddle, to be so Matt dumb. Matt Riddle is
0: the best Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle might be one of the best wrestlers in the world,
3: dude. Matt Riddle is so much better than Dalton Castle, at least in our live experience. Yeah.
0: It, it,
1: it,
3: like chasms apart.
0: Sorry. Um, th- like think of the back half of that match, every near fall was like the biggest bite on a near fall I've had. <laughs> yeah, so, like five yeah. in a row
3: where we're just screaming. Well, it's nice when you don't know the guy's finisher, yeah. right? Because y- you're biting. on And we're everything.
0: standing next to Nick Pesky in the crowd, yeah. former tag team partner of our buddy Fergie, who was also great and that in, night. And Nick was also like Nick knows. Artie, right? Yeah, so they're buddies. So he's like, he's trying not to scream too. Like he's mostly we're screaming, and he's like smiling and chuckling to himself, Happy for being his like pal. proud of his friend. But yeah. he even on like the last couple, he was screaming on the near oh, walls. Like it. you couldn't not be fully invested in that match. It was spectacular. Yeah,
3: if you live in Vancouver, or the lower mainland, like these ballroom brawls aren't, aren't really all that optional, quite frankly. Like, Go. Just and, go do them. You know, Which I, leads us to this question. The yeah. next one coming up, Justin. The
0: next one coming up, they announced Ballroom Brawl 11 is going to be a two-night event Friday and Saturday. Were you
3: happy or sad when you heard this? Uh,
0: I, I'm, I'm curious. I know that they're doing it because it sells so well. That's right, yeah. If you can sell out the Commodore, bands do this. Yeah, if, of course. If you can sell out the Commodore one night, then do two. Yeah. Uh, and look, they've done this ten times Finally, they're just like, yeah, we're a big enough deal Let's do two nights That's right it, it, It's going to be fun because they're going to attract Like, part of the appeal of Ballroom Brawl is that it is like It's not the only show of the year uh, or the two shows of the year, given that they do it twice. Sort of is, In though. January and, and ju- uh, July, where they bring in big out-of-town talents. Yeah. No, they had Joey Janella on a show that was, what, a New West?
3: I would say that's more the exception-proving rule, And, role, like, they
0: though. had uh, our boy, Curry Man, out at Hard uh, Rock. Oh, yeah, I guess that's Hard true. Rock. But they, that
3: one was supposed... You're that right. That was an I anniversary show. Yeah. But, like,
0: they do try to yeah, bring in yeah, right, a right. name yep. for, like, just about every show, no matter where they are. Sure. It's Ballroom Brawl, though, where they have two or three names yep. that they bring in for the show. Uh, and you know, yeah. So there, there's a possibility that they bring in, you know, five or six names for this because it's going to be over two nights. I, I didn't like the announcement. No,
3: no. Cause I, if they do that, what you're saying, mm-hmm. okay.
0: I, I have you're a worried feeling it's dilute the product.
3: I mean, I very much, I'm sure that some horde of you has that concern too, yeah, of course. I, I'm very nervous that they're going to bring in talent who wrestles both nights. Uh, I think they might do, like, you don't go to both nights of this ballroom brawl. Like, it's a similar show. It's for the people who
0: can't get tickets.
3: That's kind of my lean, because with wrestling, you'll see this. Like, Matt Riddle, how many matches did he work over Mania weekend? Like, the value is there for a company. I don't see them bringing in, like, a separate set of guys for the Friday and the Saturday. I'd love to be wrong, but But, I I don't see it. But also,
0: if you're a Matt Riddle... Like, aren't you working Friday in Vancouver and Saturday in Seattle? Yeah, maybe. you just hit the road and move on to the next town.
3: So let's answer the question, J-Mo. Just give me a name. Somebody who realistically you'd like to see at Ballroom Brawl, the next one. I mean, who haven't we seen already, you know? (laughs) That's the thing. The indies are getting picked out right now, right? Yeah. I know
0: know that they wanted to bring in some Japanese guys for this one. Well, that could be fun, yeah. Uh, But obviously everybody big was busy.
3: Uh, for me, I'd love to see Janella at the Commodore. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, you know he'd do
0: it because he's done a smaller show. There. That's right,
3: yeah. So so Janella comes to mind. Uh, I know that this is, again, maybe a little local, but a return of El would feel gigantic.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I couldn't believe that LP was not on this show. He that's right. the yeah. champion of the company right now, and he no-showed their big anniversary thing, which I couldn't really wrap my head around. Yeah. I don't know. It's like... Is a, is a Cody Rhodes out of their price range? Probably at this point. It's a good
3: question. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get the sense that he's fully out of their price range. There are lesser events that have Cody Rhodes on them than Barrio Brawl. But on the other side of All In, is that true? Yeah. I don't know. But, but uh, like
0: LP versus Cody for the. Uh, yeah, I mean. ECCW title? Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah try, try and get me to shit on that, Jane. I'll try you and get, get me, me to. Sick.
0: This one comes to us from Ben Leipka. Hello, Ben. He asks, is right now the best that Impact slash TNA has ever been? No. I'm leaning towards yes, is what he says. Nope. No. Not even close. Yeah, I guess.
3: 2005.
0: Yeah. And yeah. also also probably like 2013, like when AJ and Joe are still At there. At the tail end there, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, 2008 has the, the triple threat. But yeah, 2005, TNA is a good company with exciting things going on. That said, Ben. Could we see it reclaim that glory? Mm-hmm. I'm getting the sense that yes. How about you, JMO? mo
0: uh, Yeah, I wonder how long Ben's been a fan of, of wrestling in general. That's you a great know, question, too. How long he's been back in, in the scene if he took a break, which it's the, I feel like most people do. It's the best it's been in ages. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> so if, you, if you got back into wrestling at around 2013, yeah, it's easy to look at Impact right now and say, how could it have been better than this?
3: I promise it was, my friends. It was better than WWE for 2005-2006. Like
0: here's, here's a question that I'll ask right yeah. now. I feel like we'll both agree. Sure. Is Impact the best, uh, like, company in North America outside of WWE right now? Is, yeah. it, is Impact above Ring of Honor?
3: So the I'm most... I don't know if it's better than Ring of Honor. I'm way more interested in it, though, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Ring of Honor... Well, I don't... You could make an argument either way there, but if you were like, Josh, do you want to watch a Ring of Honor pay-per-view? I'd say, please shoot me instead.
0: Do you want to watch an Impact pay-per-view? Let's go, baby. We, ha- we do, because we've watched three in a row that, now.
3: I think we've watched... We've only not done one on the show because we've done – this is our second simultaneously. Yeah, we didn't do
0: Band for Glory last how year. How strange is that? Yeah. Eh?
3: Our next one here, J-Mo, comes to us from Chico, Hamburgueso, the second, uh, of, uh, Chico Hamburger, the second son of Chico so, Hamburger. Son of Chico. Of course. Uh, at Mr. Burger Boy, which is Hamburg- great yeah, handle, Burg- Hamburger Boy. And he says, how do you want to see Aleister Black introduced on the main roster?
0: I know exactly what I want for this. Go ahead. Uh, I want him to retire The Undertaker. Wow. I want, I want Taker to, if we're going to build towards Taker Cena at Mania again, I want Taker to- This is great. I want Taker to beat Cena again. This- And I want him to basically call out Roman Reigns and say, I want, I want another shot. Clearly I'm back. There's a lot of life left in the dead man. He calls out Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns does not respond. Instead, when we cut, like- you know, we got a smoky stage because The Undertaker's been out I anyways. Love this. Instead of Roman Reigns coming out, elevating out of the smoke on his, like, lifting yep. entrance thing to up to his feet is Alistair Black saying, no, no. Like, there is a bigger big dog for you to worry about than Roman Reigns.
3: Okay, so Justin, first of all, <laughs> I don't have anything better than that. That is an amazing idea. Can I add one little thing. Absolutely. Uh, and this is not to, if, if you think your idea is pure, but what if Cena and Taker for career versus career is a casket match?
0: Okay. When in- they, When they go to open the casket to put the guy in it?
3: It's Aleister Black, Black's and he debuts inside. out of a casket. Holy like the Shawn Michaels-in-your-house finish with uh, Mankind. Can he, can he a, raise out saying. of the casket? It's the same entrance thing. Like, they have the casket on the side. You can't tell the contraption underneath, but yeah, at some yeah. point in the match, it elevates. Out comes Big Bad Alistair Black, and I think you've got a mania moment right yeah, there. I mean,
0: he'd be made forever.
3: I mean... And in some ways, it's interesting because Bray Wyatt seemed like the only like the the heir apparent to the Undertaker. But if you wanted to make the argument that Aleister Black actually has way more in character with the Undertaker character, I think you'd have a better argument. Absolutely, a lot more quiet. He is
0: like the the blend. Of Biker Taker and <laughs> Taker yeah, as yeah, yeah. one guy, right? Uh, so, yeah, I think that would be. I can't even anything better than that. You got me excited for it. I saw that question uh, this morning and was like, well, <laughs> have I got Bing! an answer for you?
3: <laughs> I'm glad you got the answer first on there so I didn't just get blown <laughs> out of the water when I was like, maybe computer No Way Jose or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the second part of that was, how are they going to screw it up instead? Right? Uh, yeah, he
3: did ask uh, how they're going to fuck it up.
0: So, how they'll fuck up my scenario is that Taker will beat him.
3: Yeah. Uh, or he no. feuds with no way <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: Alright, our next question comes to us from Dangerboy at Dangerboy69420 who asks, what type of match would a hashtag good friends street fight be?
3: Okay, so I took this to mean like how... Uh,
0: Chicago street fight. Yeah, or,
3: or the Curryman and Sharkboy had the uh, fish market street fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So what sort of things are around in a hashtag good friends... You got to have to drink some beer
0: during it I well, feel like. Well, no, I feel like you need to do like at least 10 shots of Jameson <laughs> before the match begins. Correct.
3: Maybe actually maybe during the match in sort of an Iron Man way there's a clock cuz we were defending the Iron Man mm. last week. And no matter where you are in the match, at the three-minute mark, you have to return to your corner to take, to a, take shot a shot of, of Baker's Mark yeah, or Jamison. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so there's liquor that. for sure.
0: Yeah, there's a mandatory brown liquor enforcement. Do we have
3: to broadcast during it? Do you have to call the match while uh, yeah,
0: participating? Yeah. Well, I, well <laughs> it's not, it, are you and I fighting, or is it just our match type?
3: I got the sense it was just our match. If it's us fighting, that's...
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't want. I don't. Well, I wouldn't want to fight you. In I the first don't want place. that.
3: Well, I would lose, so I certainly don't yeah. want
0: that. Uh, um, Let okay. So I don't know, but you know, like Krav Maga, right? I
3: know jujitsu. I'm a blue belt.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, so yeah, <laughs> you may- can just
0: like pull my arm off and beat me with. Yeah, it. that's
3: how it would go. That's yeah. how I'm envisioning. That's what
0: jujitsu is, right? Yeah, but I, just removing people's limbs.
3: I, that's all. You just sort of pop them off. Yeah, yeah. You can pop them back on exactly. after. Exactly like course. an action figure. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that probably played better in person. Uh, for those of you at home, I just pulled my arm and went. <laughs> so there you go. Um, um, so I think, yeah, you have to have uh, some liquor, some jokes. It's lighthearted. Uh, it's a street fight rule set. Of course, it would be hardcore, I suppose.
0: Yeah, but I feel like all of the weapons would have to be like joke-oriented. So like, Gatorade, rub- like a, for rubber ch- sure. a rubber chicken yeah. and like, a plunger. <laughs> Uh, how are you not
3: saying gatorade
0: yeah well the gatorade yes (laughs) yes they go under the ring looking for weapons and all they find is gatorade so you're just
3: launching gatorade at Mm. one another Mm -hmm. Uh, i think it sounds like a pretty good match type if i'm being honest yeah
0: what else would there be though uh what's the what are some items that have become like central to the lore of the show i feel like you would need some kendo sticks
3: yeah 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 um yeah what else is sort of iconography of our show That's an interesting question. Maybe I should have thought about it before the show. Titus Worldwide. Yeah, in some way, uh, maybe Titus is the ring announcer for every hashtag good friends uh, street fight.
0: Every hashtag good friends street fight takes place between Apollo and Titus. Or maybe
3: it's a lumberjack match with all the listeners. (laughs) Just our next question of this week uh, comes to us from Fruits Are Edible, the brewmaster at Fruits Are Edible. And he asks can someone teach Adam Cole and Roderick Strong how and when to thigh slap? They're so good at wrestling, but so bad at the thigh slap. So I haven't noticed this in Roderick Strong, mm-hmm. but I did complain about this with Adam Cole to Brock the other night, when or my roommate Brock the other night, when we were uh, watching the,
0: the UK tournament. Your roommate Brock Lesnar.
3: My roommate Brock Lesnar, who is, uh, I think his square footage is about the same as my apartment. Yeah, so. there's,
0: a, there's a reason why Brock hasn't been on TV defending the Universal title. It's because he's been at Josh's house <laughs> watching Raw yeah, most he, weeks. He also
3: lives at beard how five <laughs> and he can't go to the show if he's watching it exactly. folks. <laughs> brock loves nothing more than cracking open a phillips gold lager and settling down with me and a yeah, donut. people
0: are calling him out on the show and he's like oh maybe i should go next week and you're like bud but then you'd miss the yeah, show and i want them all to myself <laughs> uh
3: but uh just thought worth pointing out have you noticed this with either of these guys no not at all yeah so but yeah adam cole get it together because super Kit's part of your moveset
0: roderick strong you're perfect change nothing
3: Do you think he's the better wrestler between the two of them?
0: Uh... In-ring? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think I agree. Lower ceiling, though, overall. I, I agree with both of those points.
3: Justin, uh, oh you asked this question. Oh, oh You yes. always get the crystal daddy. From the
0: crystal daddy, Scoots Broto. <laughs> at Scoots Brodo. Do you know he actually has a bunch of crystals? I saw that. Respect. He said, how many people on the WWE payroll have blocked you on Twitter that you know about? Either your personal accounts or the podcasts. And he says he has been blocked <laughs> by Hogan, JBL, and Michael Cole. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think Scoots just sent this in to Brad. Really. I was going to say. what a list that is. Oh, my lord. I wish I was blocked by Hogan. I oh. can, maybe I'll get on that. Yeah, maybe I was I'll gonna try say. to get blocked this week.
3: Uh, I, don't, I mean, he doesn't really count for this answer, but I think somewhat, not famously, but known to listeners of the show, I'm blocked by Ryback.
0: Yeah. Uh, You've you told that story before. Yeah, so
3: I'm not going to dive into it again, but uh, if, you, if you haven't heard before, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter, J0SHC. I'm happy to tell you the whole story. Uh, but yeah, I don't think anybody besides Ryback for me. How I'm about blocked you? by no one. Look at you, big no boy. no
0: one in the wrestling world. Anyways, I'm blocked by oh, oh yeah, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm blocked by some like fucking centrist libs who saw that I followed Nick Mullen on Twitter and are like, eh, I'm gonna get block this guy. I block anybody who follows Nick Mullen. I'm
3: blocked by a two separate music journalists here in Vancouver. <laughs>
0: All right, <laughs> uh, well, just, that's because they trashed your band, right? That's true. Yeah, fuck and i, them. And I and then you lit the Well, up. listen, man.
3: Listen, I- I'm open to criticism. But it's like, if you're the Vancouver Sun and you review ten albums a week, or nine, and then the tenth one is local spotlight, yeah. why would you pick the one album and then shit all over it? Like, give this local spotlight to something you land. Like. drove me crazy. Our last question this week, Justin, comes to us from... They pick
0: your record and shit on it? Yes!
3: The one local re- That's what I got so mad about. I'll call him out. Mike Usinger from the fucking Georgia Strait. That's what the argument was about.
0: Mike Usinger. Yeah, Mike. More like Mike Uselessinger. Thank you, JMO.
3: mo <laughs> uh, Fuck him. Yeah, I got, I'd love to tell him to fuck off, but we all
0: know he blocked maybe, me. <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll just add him and be like, more like Mike Uselessinger. <laughs> he block me too. <laughs> then you block him.
3: <laughs> uh, just our final question this week comes to us from Narc Savard at Book of Lube, my nemesis. And he asks, how many wrestlers using a spear as a finishing move is too many? And why is the answer anyone that isn't Rhino? I got
0: a bit of a hot take on this one, Shane. I got a hot take too. You go ahead. I, I think as many people can use a spear as they fucking want. Okay. You think? How can you complain about Bobby Lashley using the spear I, when, I, the, when the alternative was delayed no. vertical suplex?
3: Well, I mean, he would make the case that it could be something besides those of two, of course. Right? I, but sure. I think it. I think it adds kind of an interesting wrinkle to those two, in particular. I don't think you. In general, only one guy should have a finisher on a show. But in terms of those two, and like, they're obviously going to return nobody, to that feud.
0: Nobody else uses it as their finisher. Like, Roman obviously does. Yeah. Uh, Lashley did for that match. Yeah. But that's beating a guy with his own finisher. Yeah. So there's poetry to that. Like, Charlotte doesn't use the spear as her finisher. She did
3: somewhat recently. Oh, not as a finisher, no. But, but they took it away from Rhino when he went to Raw, right? Oh, really? Yeah, he finishes with the Spine Buster now. Really? Yeah, because being on the same show as Roman, they won't let to do the spear, but then they let
0: Lashley do it, which I think is the onus for the oh, question. Oh, that's fucked
3: up. It's not, yeah, no, he finishes with a spine Well, now. I
0: don't think I've ever seen Rhino win a match. Before, <laughs> so I would know. <laughs> oh, what, not, you're not watching main event, not Justin? Since, not since the uh, the heyday of uh, him and Heath winning the titles. But AKA, and by that, I mean him winning the titles for Heath. Yeah, the A-team, <laughs> I like yeah, to call them. they were the two. best. Oh, my God. Those two guys were great.
3: Justin, that's it for this week's episode of Top Marks.
0: How long is this one? Uh, it's it's about an hour twenty. Oh, beautiful! That's, yeah, that's right, this, right in the wheelhouse. That's a sweet spot. I'm sweating like a son of a gun. Me too. I think I'm gonna go grab another one of those apple beers out of the fridge for the walk. Yes. Hey, nothing like walking in public and drinking.
3: Uh, Justin, anything we need to get? Oh yeah. Uh, two things are gonna be coming out in the Patreon the next little bit here. We got uh, a forthcoming review of Saint Valentine's Day massacre. Yeah,
0: we were hoping to do that this week. That's my fault. I've just no. It's my fault. I'm going camping I've been too busy. You're going away this weekend, but like I said, off the hop, like. Uh, my producer of the, sh- of the show that I am the-, the technical director for has been gone, so I've been working both jobs at the same time, and it's been extremely taxing on me. I've had no time to even watch wrestling, like I said, off the hop. Uh, that's no more. My work schedule will nice. return to a manageable place. Sick. Uh, and I'm very happy about that because I've too. just been exhausted for the last two weeks. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Um, but yes, we are going to be doing this next week, so you can look forward to that. St. Valentine's Day Massacre on the Patreon feed, including a live commentary of not one, but two matches two. on the show The Rock versus Mankind and Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon. We will be doing live commentary for both of those. I'm excited. And then uh, next month, we're going to be doing. King King of the the Ring, Ring, 1995, which I'm also excited for.
3: So all of that, plus the back catalog up there at patreon.com slash talkmarks.
0: And even if you uh, don't even listen to the Patreon episodes, which I know a lot of people just donate and never even look at the bonus stuff, maybe you just like this show enough. If you want to wanna pay money for it and support the program, we appreciate that as well.
3: I'm going to go even further. I more than appreciate it. Like, I could use the money.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like maybe, or maybe you hate the show <laughs> and want to pay us to stop doing it. I'm open to that. Yeah, same. <laughs> if, you,
3: if you're if you a $5 Patreon donor to us, you can say anything to me, and I'm not. Maybe that's a perk. <laughs> I will just accept it.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, of course, it also helps if you can't support the show financially for whatever reason. You're a student. You're broke. I fully understand. We feel you. We also appreciate it if you were to rate and review the program on iTunes. Give us a little boost in their uh, algorithms, and uh, or just tell people that the show exists, whether that's on Twitter or in real life. We always appreciate that as well. A great deal,
3: uh, Justin. This studio, you know what it is? It's too hot. It's too hot, Justin.
0: There's just like a flavor in the air. You as can well. taste it. It's, it's it's
3: too spicy.
0: Yeah. and You know what? <laughs> As much as it, I just complained about the flavor being spicy. I've <laughs> done an other <laughs> 180. I've done a complete turnaround here <laughs> because it, tastes, it tastes great. You know why? Because the studio <laughs> it is, is the man! Curry Man. <laughs> <laughs> wah
1: wah wah wah
0: wah wah
3: wah 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 I got this uh This giant hydro flask thing, because Stefan, your co-host. How
0: is Stefan not getting commission on these?
3: Well, I know at least Dan and I both bought one on his recommendation.
0: Cam, uh, I can't remember if it's Sharon or Sharon. But someone else. else. Yeah, he he works for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He listens to a real good show. He also bought a hydro flask.
3: i got to be honest, this this
0: hydro flask, it was expensive for a fucking water bottle. But you tasted it. I can't believe it. Yeah, like, you had that in there for, like, seven hours. It was still, like, ice cold. It was
3: cold. I don't know how it works, like, the
0: magic or something, I suspect. Yeah, uh, well, we got to get sponsored, right? We got to get Hydro Flaster. Yeah, do
3: you think I could get a Hydro Flask sponsor for us? How big of a company are these guys? Probably big enough. Like, as just, in too big? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I just mean, even what's a sponsorship? They just send us two free water bottles for you and me, and then we talk about them? No,
3: I need four. <laughs> I need four, and you need four.
0: <laughs> I don't know that I have room for four. Well, you give them away. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the free water bottle is going to decline. The 50 that's $200 yeah, worth water bottles. water Sell them on Craigslist for sure. all I fucking care. Make a buck. Sure. Here's
0: the weird thing, though. Isn't it just a thermos?
3: Yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? I it's don't know. It's a
0: thermos with a smaller lid.
3: Well, th- Yeah, I guess it doesn't have the... Although, I guess you could probably put soup or something in here, hey?
0: Yeah, and it would stay hot. This is great content. The hot It'll stay spicy.
3: Hot. It'll taste great.
0: <laughs> the hot stays hot. The cold stays cold. Like, Hydro uh, flask, Like the McDLT. What's that? It's, have you not seen this? No. It's a, it's a McDonald's ad campaign from the early 90s. Okay. Starring uh, George Costanza. Jason what? Alexander from, f- like, pre-Seinfeld. Okay. And he's, like, singing a song and dancing, and there's a whole musical number. The hot stays hot, and the cold stays cold. I gotta see that Because, like, they put the bun in two separate sections of the box... The, like, lettuce and tomato side is on one side, and then the burger and the cheese side is on the other side. That actually makes some sense. (laughs) No, it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the fuck
1: up. Titus Worldwide!